Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, we're not playing that because you can't get no satisfaction. We're playing that because Mick Jagger, of course. Mick Jagger is a member of Surrey, loves his cricket, absolutely loves it. And uh, the late Charlie Watts was an avid cricket fan as well. So the Rolling Stones, despite their rock and roll image, absolutely loved the game of cricket. Uh, well, not all of them, but at least two of them. Um, and hot on the heels of our announcement yesterday that the SENZ is your new home for cricket commentary in terms of the radio. We have a bumper summer of cricket to uh, deliver that has just been released by New Zealand Cricket, including Test Series against South Africa and Australia for the Black Caps and for the White Ferns. They'll return from their away series in South Africa to host Pakistan uh, in T20s and one day as and joining us this morning is uh, Susie Bates of course uh, well-known uh, white fern uh, she is going to be uh, part of the group of course taking part in that series good morning Freddie. first of all tell us a wee bit about Sri Lanka some mixed results there yeah, it was um, very mixed. Um, a little bit of the weather and Shamari Aspasu got the better of us and it was disappointing to lose that one-day series but bounced back in the 2020 series. But, yeah, we probably um, didn't quite hit our straps at all throughout the series. So sort of to leave um, three three games um, tied with Sri Lanka um, overall was disappointing but a great experience for some of our group who've never played in the subcontinent with what we've got coming up. Yeah, it seemed to me if you could get uh, Shamari Adapatu out, you won. If you couldn't, you didn't win. <laughs> no, and we, she either got a first ball duck or a hundred kind of felt like the uh, um, I guess how it went for her. So yeah, she's always been a world class player and in those conditions where there's a little bit of low bounce. She can kind of just line line links and width up, and she got the better of us for most most of the series. So we're going to have to think about plans next time we come up against her. But um, look, I thought our, our batting overall um, was reasonably consistent in those conditions. But um, yeah, it's it's going to be tough. Um, we've got pinnacle events in um, Bangladesh and India, so we're going to have to learn how to bowl well on those wickets against world-class players. So you're just looking at uh, your numbers, actually. You debuted back in 2006. My God, that's 17 years ago. And I was thinking, that is a hell of a long cricket career internationally. And then I was looking at uh, someone like Marta, who's coming across to play for Brazil in the Women's Football World Cup, who's about to play her sixth World Cup. Unbelievable stuff. Yeah, and I think probably why, um, I guess, females, my age uh, have been able to have such longevity as when we all started out it was probably very amateur um, if 
you know, the nature of women's cricket um, was like it is now, where you're pretty much playing 10 months of the year back 17 years ago. I, I don't think I'd still be here, but I guess my first, you know, five, six years was very part-time and um, then it became full-time. So I know lots of female athletes now in the professional era, when it perhaps wasn't professional, have sort of hung in there to really enjoy where the women's game's going. Susie, we're uh, giving um, a lot of uh, our newish talent and uh, we look at a, it's a sort of a top-heavy, um, bottom-light side that I look at the white fans at the moment. And when I say that, I'm talking about experience. You've got yourself, you've got Sophie, you've got um, Mealy, of course, who's building up some experience, and Leah Tahuhu. And then, of course, you've got this really, there's, there's not a lot of middle ground there. There's, there's a lot of really young players coming through. Uh, are you satisfied that we're doing the right thing by them? Are you seeing the development we need? Yeah, look, it's really um, tough, yeah, I guess, way to learn at the international level, but um, we perhaps weren't left with much choice. And I, I know there were some really, um, I guess, tough decisions made after the World Cup and, and where New Zealand cricket wanted the white fans to go. And, yeah, I feel like um, my position in the team at the moment, I have a really important role to make sure that we're helping these young players deal with the the pressures of international cricket and it is a really tough learning school but I think now that um, we've made that decision that's the commitment and look, we've seen the young spin bowlers in particular Eden Carson, and Fran Jonas um, really improve and Georgia Plimmer although perhaps her stats in Sri Lanka um, didn't necessarily say too much I saw a massive improvement from her so I just think the more opportunities we give them the better the group's going to be and hopefully if Sophie, myself, Leah, Maddie Green and Mili can stick around for the next couple of pinnacle events then you know, hopefully we'll have a pretty well-balanced side. But yeah, there's a lot of work to do and we're not, um, I guess, hiding away from that and, and we've got to learn pretty quickly and like I said, it is tough when you're learning at the international stage. Susie, uh, of course, you, you mentioned before you entered uh, the fray uh, very much in an amateur role, so not getting a lot of cricket, certainly not getting any compensation for playing it, a lot of personal sacrifice as such. Announcement the other day from uh, the ICC, Greg Barclay headlining that, uh, of course, that uh, now uh, equal prize money for women in ICC events. So, I mean, it's come a, quite a long way, hasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's sort of unbelievable and I think the hard thing for me is I think each 12 months I'm like, yeah, I'll go another 12 months and reassess and then there's always something new and exciting and something that I'm inspired to be part of and yeah, look, although, you know, money's not everything and it's not why we play, it's definitely made a huge difference to the back end of my career compared to, I guess, starting out and only being paid $30 a day so it's it's kind of ridiculous how quickly it's grown and I feel just pretty grateful and thankful that I'm still playing and I know a lot of people um, at the back end of their careers, you know, they fully were just amateurs. So um, the ICC have really stepped up and um, put their money where their mouth is in terms of equality and, you know, franchise cricket's going off, New Zealand cricket with all the investment they're putting in. So, look, I know once I'm done I'm going to be a long time retired, but I just want to... Um, be a part of it as long as possible and while I'm still contributing and I guess earning a decent paycheck as well, that helps. The franchise uh, kind of thing is, is very interesting for me and now, of course, with the IPL coming in, everyone associates IPL money, um, you know, uh, and, and I, I guess, you know, it's, it's got to be quite a lucrative thing as it increases uh, throughout the years, but 
the opportunities now, and as you say, um, you know, it's, it's probably closer to the end than the beginning, but the opportunities now to make a seriously good income, but still, you're on the road a long time, aren't you? Yeah, it's um, getting that balance right, and I think, you know, I'm in that phase where I know I've only probably got a year or two in me competing um, at this level, and so you say yes to opportunities, but then all of a sudden your calendar is, is filled up for 10 months, so I know for players like Amelia Kerr, who knows she's got probably another 10, 15 years, she can make those decisions knowing um, that there'll be plenty more, but I know uh, Sophie and myself, it sort of trying to make the most of that but also making sure that you're peaking at the right time and for us that's New Zealand and White Ferns cricket and we don't always get that balance right and I pack my bags next week and and could be on the road until December playing cricket so you get used to it and um, I'm a good tourist Um, some people like being at home but I do I do enjoy traveling but yeah it can be pretty tough being away from family and loved ones for a long time. Okay, uh, so uh, so let's uh, look at uh, what's coming up, um, and, and I, I, I look at uh, the schedule for you immediately, and then the home summer that's just been announced today. Uh, that is quite a busy schedule, as you say. Let's let's go through it. What what what's up first? Uh, well, next week, um, Millie, Sophie, and I head off to England to play in the hundred um, that competition. So that's a month over in England, and then. We'll briefly get back before the White Ferns have a tour to South Africa with three one-dayers and five 2020. So that'll be a massive tour for our winter. And then um, there's a bit of WBBL and Super Smash and HBJ cricket going on before Pakistan arrive in December and we play them at home. And then we'll have our full Super Smash schedule where all White Ferns will be available for that, which is great news for that competition and then England arrives to end the summer so as I've said that out loud it sounds uh, really busy (laughs) but it's all yeah exciting stuff and they're going to be all challenging tours. Susie I'm loving this format of the Ashes I've got to say uh, the women's Ashes I mean the men's has been thrilling as well but the women's Ashes I like the test match um, being involved I like the other forms of cricket uh, conglomerating to an actual Ashes series as such any possibility that uh, we could uh, entertain the same kind of cricket at home, that kind, same kind of makeup series? Yeah, there has been a lot of um, talk and pressure, I think, from the likes of Australia and England because I think they realise that, you know, if they're the only ones playing test cricket, that doesn't benefit anyone. So uh, Australia, I think, made an announcement that they would be asking any team that was there to play in a test match so I think that multi-format series is going to become more common bilaterally um, I know New Zealand cricket in the past um, haven't seen I guess good reasons for investing in that considering we don't play any um, I guess multi-day cricket domestically but I think it is where the game's heading and um, test cricket for women is becoming more and more exciting and having five days as well, it proves that that creates a result. But yeah, I don't know in my time if the white friends are going to see that, but I do think there's going to be a lot of pressure to perhaps follow the Ashes series and, and fingers crossed that does happen because I think it's great for the game and for young players, like we've talked about our young players, to play test cricket, that's where you learn the most about the game and, and women have always um, missed that opportunity in New Zealand. Has the gap always been this narrow between uh, Australia and England of late? You sort of look at Australia and think, 
uh, they're just winning everything. They've won everything. They, they're always the ones. It's either Meg Lam- Lamming or Elisa Healy lifting up a trophy, etc. I, I just wonder, has the gap of England closed the gap now? Yeah, I think they have. And I look back probably five years playing cricket in the county system and they were investing then in their domestic structure and they're starting to see the benefits of that with the depth they have and players are coming in ready for international cricket and that's where the gap is in New Zealand and now that we've invested, hopefully we see that in five years' time. But yeah, I think it's also the brand. They've probably been inspired a bit by our mate Baz um, in the way they play 2020 cricket and that baseball approach where they're really taking the game and when you put that Australian team under pressure um, they don't know how to respond in my opinion because they just haven't had that pressure for so long, they win games easily so it's been great to watch Interesting, uh, Thursday night uh, Susie, uh, you head away shortly so you won't see the whole of uh, the Football uh, Women's World Cup but you can at least, I suppose, put yourself um, in the dressing room of uh, the football ferns because it was, what, just 18 months ago you played in a home-based uh, World Cup. What does it mean uh, from your point of view and what do you think the, the point of difference they're going to find about being a host in a World Cup? Yeah, I'm excited for them. I, I think it's going to be a great tournament and I've watched a little bit of women's football when I've been over in England in the last couple of seasons and there's some great talent and they're going to be up against it. They've got some of the best teams in the world. But I think looking back on our World Cup experience, it was just how much the nation got behind us. And even though we didn't make it through to the semifinals every game, we felt that support and, and the nation just wanting us to do well. And it was heartbreaking when we didn't, but I'll never forget at Eden Park, that crowd being behind us. And, you know, you've watched sport at Eden Park and the atmosphere is great. So... Um, I'm just yeah, excited for women's sport in New Zealand at the moment. Um, there's so much support behind it and I'm sure they'll embrace it and, and fingers crossed they can have a few upsets as well. So um, just finally, uh, you talk about um, maybe another year or two and uh, God willing that and fitness etc. That will be the case because uh, we can uh, not do without you at the moment, Susie Bates. But I just wonder about have you started to think about life after cricket would it be in cricket would you have had enough by then would it be back in basketball perhaps one of your other uh, one of your other favorite loves so i just wonder have you thought about it yeah i definitely have um probably the last three or four years to be honest knowing um that i've given into my 30s and you know you know it's not forever and i've loved every i guess minute i've had as an athlete it was always my dream growing up to be an athlete and you know I didn't even know it was a possibility to be a professional athlete when I was younger so now having my dream job I'm sort of trying to do it the best I can but no there's going to be a massive void when I finish to fill there so I've definitely put a, a lot of thought in that and tried to keep I guess my foot in lots of doors that basketball included um, I know I'll be involved in sport um, somewhere because that's my passion and you know I did a bit of commentary to try that and I think I'm just going to give myself the opportunity to try a few different things and see where I land but um, with where women's sport is there's just so many opportunities that never existed when I first started playing so trying to be open-minded but also have a little bit of a plan so I'm not completely lost. (laughs) 
Well, Susie Bates, uh, let's just put that conversation on hold because, as I say, uh, we need a, a, at least a two, maybe three more years out of you at the highest possible level. I think uh, well, the White Ferns can, at this point, uh, sorely need your experience at the top of the order there. So thank you uh, for continuing on. Thank you for your chat this morning. All the very best in England and in South Africa, and we'll catch up again soon, eh? Susie, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, really. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, cheers. Uh, Susie Bates there, uh, folks, uh, prolific. Look, uh, I just, uh, you dig the records out. As I said to Susie Bates, what an incredible performance. Debuted in 2006. Can you believe that? 2006. That is a long, long time ago to dedicate your whole life to. Um, she's been a, a basketball coach, actually. She was an assistant coach for the Otago Nuggets. Been to the Olympics for the New Zealand women's basketball team. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, she played over 150 one-day internationals, 1,200s, 30-50s, and over 140 T20 internationals. Truly a great servant of New Zealand cricket.